Auntie Nana, Auntie Shade, and some special, special people in the house. Please introduce yourselves. Uncle Marvin. <laughs> you was ready. Yes. <laughs> you was ready. Uncle Marvin. Uncle Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Uncle Nee. Um, why are we? Why are some extra uncles in the house today, ladies? It's aunties and, and uncle uncles day. day. Did I get it wrong? International Auntie Uncles Day. Okay, it's international. international. Yeah. So this is a day that they're celebrating the auntie and the uncle. Internationally. 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 <laughs> wow. I was it's really a, curious about yeah. what, what it meant. But internationally. That thanks. means not just here. Yeah. Internationally. internationally <laughs> around the world, for all 195 countries, they are celebrating. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Look it up. I always see 195. I'm gonna have to look it up. You've got 226. I have 195. What have we learned? You know what I mean? You've got to really know our stuff. There's all these hidden islands in the Caribbean. Well, there you go. And the Pacific, Solomon Islands. I'm just saying, this is what I. When? When? When did you? When did I? I think it's like in all reports. Rachel is absolutely right. What about food? And that's why I went with my wife. In a relationship, that's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you have to question people. Like, oh, well, in a relationship, you have to question each other. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what? 195, Marvin, you was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> let that. Because you're the one that offered an alternative. Yeah, but there's an asterisk to that. Charlotte just has to finish reading. Okay, go. <laughs> it does say the total part. comprises of 193 countries that are members of the United States and two countries that are non-member observer states. The Holy See and the state of Palestine. See, so technically, there's 195. But reality, there's a lot yeah. more. Because people that are hiding them, as well. And not all of them are free. Is there, and we haven't so I was still right. No, I was right, yeah? You're right. You are right. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, this is this information gets spread, it is true, but also, because you are right, you are right. Technically, we live, we're living in the first part of the matrix. Right, Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're celebrating aunties and uncles. Uh, I would like to do, I know we've got to do the game. You got an aunties and uncles game, then I do. Why are you looking at me like just... that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> There's always beef. All right, I do have an aunties and uncles themed game. Okay, I'm gonna go around the room. Okay. Uh, pick one to speak at your wedding. Oh and no. We'll start with Auntie AK. Why? Aunt Patty, Aunt Selma from The Simpsons. Do you know the aunts? Oh, okay, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uncle Buck, Uncle Festa, or Uncle Albert for only from Only Fools and Horses. Who's the first one? Though? Uncle what? Selma. Oh, Auntie Pat. Auntie, Auntie Patty. Auntie Patty and Aunt. You know the two sisters. Okay, number two is Uncle Buck from. Okay, Uncle you Buck. need to put the things Uncle on Buck. and listen, listen for longer. Up. Uncle Buck. Um, what John Candy? Yeah, 
Uncle Buck is your choice yeah. to speak at your wedding. Yeah. Okay, cool. Auntie Nana. Uncle Buck as well. Okay, Uncle Nee. Uncle Albert. Okay. Uncle Albert. Auntie Charlie. Only Fools and Horses. Selma or Patty? Oh, for real? Yeah. I'm going with Uncle Albert. I thought yeah. Uncle Albert was junk still. Yeah. He's never meant to be. Uncle oh, Albert, because he's from... smoking twins, I guess. None of them are relevant to my life. Was it the black uncles? Wow. No, no, black uncles. That's why. But he, he's no, it could have been like right. Uncle Desmond, Uncle Matthew, Uncle Porkpie. But those are all good uncles that you'd want really to speak. You don't want Uncle Porkpie speak, speaking at your wedding. Like Uncle Porkpie to speak at my wedding. No, I would definitely. Oh, want Desmond. Desmond. You want Desmond. I would definitely want Matthew. I'd want Uncle Matthew. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd want yeah. a wedding. I want that for sure. I'd want Uncle Desmond. Yeah. None of them. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's something about Uncle Buck and Uncle Albert Anderson. But I'll pick the twins if I had to. Okay. okay next one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One's got to go. Auntie Angela Bassett, Uncle Samuel Jackson, Uncle Denzel Washington, or Auntie Oprah. Oh. Auntie Oprah's married probably Mike, so she Oh wow! That's who I'm yes, gonna go with, you know. Go. I'm going Auntie with Oprah. Auntie Oprah. I don't, okay. Yeah, yeah, she got to go. Wow! Let's hope she don't ever see this. I know. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal for her. To I see know. Um, oh wow! Because I was gonna say the first guy you said. I can't remember. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, because he has some mad things to say about rich people. Yeah, yeah, yeah he so, does. You yeah, said that like old ass uncle, right? Yeah. Now. But Oprah's mad probably mad. I swear to God, she got caved with. She's got a cave. No. Did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Marvin, did you say Aunt, Auntie Oprah's got a cave? I'm about to continue with this. <laughs> <laughs> living with life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really said it. He doesn't want to end up in the cave. Oh my God. He actually wants to carry on being alive. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd like to retract that statement, Auntie I, I will get rid of all of them and just keep Auntie Angela Bassett, thank you. To yourself, yeah? Hey, wow. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Shade, your favourite? I think this is so hard, but I'll have to get rid of Auntie Angela Bassett, <gasps> unfortunately. I know. But I just think that Oprah, as much as she may be perceived as being problematic, her what she's contributed to the culture is it's just insane it's too much yeah. she makes, and she i do think there, i don't feel like she's given a deficit so i think she's gone all right <laughs> out of um but the problematic stuff is really hard man I think in, in terms of getting to a status like that, it's always going to be problematic to somebody. That's true. Oprah's like, Marvin, I see what you're doing. I really so what, love so what you're what doing. I want to invest in oh, it. With your, I, I with your new no. book, she wants to put so, it on her Oprah's well, reads list. Yeah, yeah, a book club. And she no, puts it on the list. Like loads of people, but like, I mean, like one on one. Wow. What do you think she's going to do? Take your organs? I need clarification on her being. I'm sorry. Wow. 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 Yeah, no, I, need, I need clarification. I need to answer answers. That's also, insane. the thing is, yeah, she's been famous so long. Yeah. yeah. You don't actually know who she is. You have no idea. Like, she owns a ranch. There's a lot going on, man. I just want 
people that are what? in the public domain. She's got money. Of course yeah, she owns a ranch. People that own ranches. Yeah. Weird, bro. No, no. Enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> if you had some... Right, would you go visit her on the ranch? Yes. yes. I'll go to her house. All all of, all of the I wouldn't go, I'd go to the hotel. I wouldn't go to the ranch. Why? Because the ranch is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't... That's... that's. That's like Unless you're, you're actually there. problematic, what have you got to? Yeah, uh, yeah you guys need to watch yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah. fine. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. So because you're fine, it's okay. I'm just yeah, saying, I understand no, your question. No, let's just look at the trend. I don't understand. People, and let's just say that we're fine. I'm fine. I don't have nothing to worry about. I'm fine. Nothing to worry about. You're fine. Anyway. Anyway. I work out. This is our day. Yeah. Auntie Angela. Yes, I did. Yeah. Auntie AK, did you answer? Uh, Uncle Sam, just because basically what, what he says um, on the uh, oh, British people. All of his feet. What? All of his feet. As much as I love him, I did not love what he had to say about British people. Oh my god! But you know, well. but yeah, you know, he, he's, he's, go back he's on just it. not. He's just not well informed. He's just such. I a mean, shabby, and that's the point. He's super for uncle. someone like his. And status, also, can't he, he defend his own? He's allowed to defend his own. Yeah, but it was that the negative. Yeah. Oh man, no. sorry. You, I mean, gotta go. We still here. Actual Samuel. Actual Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love him. Last one. Last one. Okay. Right. Okay. Make one of these your aunt or your uncle. You oh, have to God. make them. Okay. Yeah. Kemi, as Auntie uh, Auntie Nana would say, bad Enoch. <laughs> Wow, absolutely not. Isn't it? Absolutely. I was very um, proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Rishi Sinak, Suella Braveman. Who's Suella? The other one. Oh. <laughs> the other one. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not in the one or Sajid Javid. One of them has to oh, be. Oh, Rishi, easily. Rishi. Easily. What? Okay, he's, why? He's my uncle. Money. He's got money <laughs> for days. He's, he's got <laughs> money for <laughs> days. You're my uncle. He will sort me out. I'll get one of those government contracts. <laughs> I'm good <laughs> for life. I'm good for life. I'm all right, man. Part of the family. You're mad. Of course. 100%. I don't know. Never have he's on paper. Let's go with me. He's anyway, gonna have to be gonna do? was pretty in there. No, Kerry okay. will ship you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's Rishi. She'll ship me to the Rishi. 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 village, mate. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Rishi. Straight, like. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 I don't know, right? I visualize them all as any of you come near me. Yeah, I'll probably pick Kemi to be honest. Oh, what? Why? Because I believe I can convert people like that. No, then you need to go to Oprah's house and convert her. Yeah, exactly. You just go missing, but Kemi, Kemi will missing you as well. Yeah, Kemi will actually Kemi can't be converted. I feel like Kemi got bullied really violently growing up. You're not going to say was a black, especially as a black man. No, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. In my mind, don't you dare. Don't give a black man all the time. Really sure what's real. She'll be like. Their performance publicly is different to their views, and you can you can get to them when you're talking to them normally. But, yeah, but yeah, but that's not what they stand for. She's not doing it for the bag. She's, I, I feel she's had a, a negative experience of black people, and then oh, she's become this. Really? Yeah, no, I, th- I think she's been, been bullied or had a negative experience with black people. And, uh, I don't think that's enough, Mark. And I don't think you're convinced. I've got time. I've got time. I've, been, I've, I've helped many people before. I can help this one. Yeah. So, so, okay, well, if you can, can you do it then and help her? Uh, like now, who, 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 who says she needs help? Who says she needs help? No, she, does, she, she doesn't. 
There's a, there's, there's a different type. Why does she need help? So because she's you look a woman. Especially with black people who are conservative, yeah, you've got Bill Mafalabi or whatever, quasi partying. He needs help. No, no, they're just people who believe in conservative values. Then there's people who dial it up and who are angry. Mm. Suella Braverman and Kimmy Badenoch are angry. Yeah. And there's something else. No, 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 you should never be that angry about those things. What? You shouldn't even bother to even hit the register of care. What's so Kimmy said that makes, makes her angry? Her tone. Yeah, she's just she is angry. She is always angry. angry. She, she, it's not, she hates black folks. You, you yeah, can say, yeah, I don't think, think she's angry. Really, yeah. You can say immigration is a really important subject matter and we need to have reviews and really stringent things in place. You can say that as a sentence. Or you can completely dismiss the idea of like race equality, completely dismiss the idea of there being any form of like class, uh, classism in the UK and, and do it with a, such a tone of disgust for people on the left center. It's out of this world. It's too much pressure. And you're black yourself. So then, how do you tackle that? Love. <laughs> oh come on. Oh. Okay, that's I'm not gonna touch it. I don't mean like that. Yo. No, I didn't mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whoa. No. You wanted no, no, to get your mind out. No, no, no. Just like that means anything. But okay. That's what she's gonna say. I think I think some people like that need proximity to people in a different way. And whenever I sell space with those types of people, very quickly, not that they evolve out of their view long term. But they they curb their enthusiasm for um, anti blackness. Yeah, maybe no, in front of you. Yeah, I think maybe no, in front of you for the conversation. I, 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 I don't think this. I don't think this woman place. is going to be changing her mind about anything. No matter mm-hmm. what, who speaks to her, she is made up. This is what she wants. This is the position she's putting herself in. So I, I just don't think this is just who she is, and we oh. have to accept. That that some people are just like that, and she's people one of them. She, like she wasn't born. Well, she was is. No, she's no, actively. She yeah. Well, and then yeah. went back to Nigeria. She went back to Nigeria and the US and came back. I think she was sixteen. Oh, she's born oh, yeah. But um, I sorry. She's a I was going to say I fully. <laughs> sorry. I fully oh, just that's offensive. In that, in that, some people are just naturally. Sorry. Yeah. Some people are just naturally against their own yeah and she is one of them yeah you, can't, a, you cannot save everybody regardless of what it is that has put her on that path that is a path that she's on and that is a path that she wants to continue on she says everything that she says with her full chest yep yeah she believes everything that she well, says there's not her black person she's an individualistic person she wants power but i think i think that's what she wants she wants power batten down her arguments as an educated informed black person but while she's on this train of what she's trying to get, the goals she's trying to achieve, she's not going to change. You don't even need to give her logic because her points are not logical. But that's Ooh, my point. If you meet her, she's, she's not around, as you're saying, surround her with, if she's surrounded She's a tall man. I don't even know why you guys are trying to try like, give common sense to what she's saying, yeah. our counter-argument. But because she's um, an agent, because <laughs> she's on this path, it doesn't matter. It'll be a lot of energy wasted. Those paths come sides. to an end. I'm telling you now. For that, sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All, for sure. all those people have a real catalyst as to why they've become these people. Yeah. If you listen to Candice Owen's story, there's a, something that happened with her dad, I believe. Yeah. yeah. There's another one with Dominic Samuel. Something also happened to her dad. There's a lot of them who hold that space. Yeah. I swear they, but they talk about, they only talk about this you. so you understand where they're coming from. So therefore you give them space. No. Just know they're horrible people and they're doing this as adults yeah. and they're doing this and they're, they're affecting people, affecting our people for the negative. So oh, no. I, I don't believe people are horrible. I, I think they're just challenged and impacted. That's it. And, I, and, I, and once you I look at it from that lens, there's compassion for, you know, a road to redemption. But they have to take I agree with you.
I think there's roads to redemption, it's just whether or not they want to. It's a choice. No, everything I don't think everyone choice. has. It's kind of life or life, you man. Like, you can't yeah. hold that space. Everyone every, gets there every, eventually. Yeah, every far right person <laughs> has had to say, come off their horse and deal with the reality of the things that they've said. Like Stacey Dash. Yeah, all of them. There, there, there's no, you don't hold What do you mean? In life or death is no, what you're trying to say. During life, death. you think every right-wing person... No, no, no. I'm, I know she's alive. Oh. I mean, in general, you said every right-wing person, I think they come to the... Are yeah. you serious? In, 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 yeah, when I you have the public space, I think all of them eventually a, meet there. Kelly, sorry, Katie Hopkins, she's, what has she done she to redeem... And she's, she's, with, she's yes, so? What has that got to do with what she thinks? But she's paying the price for it. She's paying the price. I don't think so. She's no longer being platformed. Nigel Farage has been deplatformed significantly. Where were we when we got here? Who of these evil oppressors do we want to be our uncle? That we had to make our uncle or auntie. And then Marvin went with Yeah. He said, sorry, quote, Kemi is my G. Yeah, that's what you want your quote to be. Fucking hell. She's going to shut Carnival down. No, she will shut it down. She would round up. She would round up. No, 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 no. She won't even close it. She will. She will get the, um, what they it all okay? the immigration people to actually sweep yes. carnival while it's happening. Exactly. That's what she'll do. She'll yeah, do. She'll sweep. To make That's a point. <laughs> she freaking will. And you she, would have brought her she there. Will. You <laughs> and you. <laughs> <laughs> she do all the things oh, like I guess God. I went to Colin much recently. And then Mom will be there, but I tried to love her. <laughs> I tried to give her compassion. That's how I was recording. <laughs> Serious. All right. Caught and shipped. Well, oh my God. I mean, message. Yeah. We got there in the end. It's like we try. I actually want to do the experiment. We should. I think you should try and chat to her. I've got a week available in about two weeks' time. You're gonna, you you gonna hang with her, yeah? No, I just wanted to be when she first came to prominence. And she just and said, she said you're black, no thanks. No, she didn't, she didn't answer, but she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that's she why she's pretty, pretty sure. She I'm pretty sure she saw your name. I'm pretty sure she saw your name and said, uh-uh. Not today. No, I did not too black. Too black. I'm not even replying. No, he doesn't even, he can't read. It's time to welcome somebody to the family. This week, I thought we'd all welcome somebody. You'd like what? welcome your favorite auntie or uncle in life. In life. Oh, real one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who you like to be? I didn't. No, no. You like to be who you're inspired by in your fan personal life and in the world at large. Okay. I'll your favorite first. auntie or uncle. I'd like to welcome to the family my Auntie Mary. My Auntie Mary is going to be 92 years oh, old wow. next month on the 16th of August, and she is a phenomenal woman. Um. Only in the last few years or so, I'd say that she doesn't get up and like go to the market and do her own thing herself because she's quite like frail now. Yeah. But Auntie Mary still lives on her own. Oh. She still does her thing. She'll still tell you stories. Like she's just the the loveliest person. She's like the firstborn on my grand side of the family, and she's now the last one too. Oh. And it's a little bit heartbreaking, but Auntie Mary is just amazing. So that's why I, I love that. Oh, that's really cute. Mine would be my auntie Afria. She's my favourite auntie um, because she taught me everything I knew when it came to hair. I was kicked out of college, and my mum was like, "You're not going to sit on your ass and do nothing." So she shipped me to my auntie. She had a hairdresser's in a white city, um, and it was super busy. And that's she. Get, she taught me discipline. She's very strict. She's a typical auntie that's super strict, super funny, and really cool with it. 
um, as well. Um, she taught me everything about hairdressing. Um, and I really, really rate her because she saved me at a time when I was a little bit off the rails. So she, and then my other auntie, Abna, she was um, my favorite cousin's mum, and she was one of my favorite aunties. My celebrity aunt is obviously Oprah. I tried to, <laughs> <laughs> I have been going through a stage of like dis 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 disconnecting from Oprah, but when I thought about it, this woman has been so influential through my growing up years, and definitely when it comes to media, personality, and talking and interviews and stuff like that, I cannot deny the impact she's had on my life. So, Auntie Oprah. My favorite auntie would have to be Auntie Toyin, and um, she was just good times. Like, like for those that don't know, I had a pretty traumatic childhood, and we weren't allowed out of our house a lot. And she would come in the summer holidays, and she would take us to Hyde Park, she would take us to Greenwich, and we'd just get those days out. And she was just so loving and so kind. Um, so she just always really stood out to me. And my favorite uncle would be my uncle Sonny, who um, I remember one time I had an argument at home and I, I tried to run away <laughs> to the end of the road. And he came running after me and he was just like, your dad really loves you and all this kind of stuff. And he like offered me a cigarette and I did smoke at the time, but I was like, no, cause you know, I didn't want to upset him and stuff. But I really appreciate that. He tried to like talk to me on my level and stuff. Um, and yeah, he was just really, really nice. Um, and I don't really have a celebrity aunt or uncle actually. Yeah. yeah I think they're probably cousins. So yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing. My auntie is auntie Cheryl. She's my godmother. And I have the coolest godparents out of all my siblings. Um, and I let everyone know that. Um, <laughs> she and her children are basically like brothers and sisters to us. Uh, she passed away when I was like 12, uh, 12 maybe? I can't remember anymore. Um, and that was the first time I was heartbroken, actually. Mm. That was the first time I didn't understand like why. Because normally when people passed away, there was a clear <clears> reason. And I was like, you're like more than 40 yet. And I couldn't, oh. couldn't believe it. So, um, and then uncles... Um, the men in my family are very interesting. I like I like the new generation of Harrisons. They're my favourites. My brother specifically. Um, and then famous wise, it's a tough one, man. I'm gonna say Richard Blackford. I'll just make him my uncle. Oh. He technically um, he gave us all aspiration because he was on the TV making a lot of money mm -hmm. doing things okay. that none of us had ever seen mm -hmm. before. Yeah, and he felt like us. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he's probably what uh, 30, 40 years older than me. But like that gap is so big and so powerful. And I was looking the other day and I was just like, you don't get your flowers at all, man. Like people talk about like amazing black people. They'll just be like Rashford, Stormzy, Idris Elba, full stop. And you're just like, nah, this guy had all of that down way before anybody else. So um, I always want to give you his flowers. Okay, that's fair, fair. Um, my auntie and uncle, favorite ones, they're a married couple. They're my godparents, Auntie Peggy and Uncle Coffee. And I think they're just the best example of great parents that I've seen. Like my auntie is super fiery. Um, now she's a pastor, so she's not as fiery as she was mm. when she was drinking, but she is <laughs> a proper funny woman and just an intelligent. And when I was a kid, I would watch that and be like, you can be that woman and still have a mate. Like she would just run a room, like just, yeah, I loved her vibe. And Uncle Coffee just really liked all of the kids. Like you could sit with him and he would ask you like what you what you focused on and would really pump you up like you're really smart you can do it and he set up a saturday school and he was just yeah as a couple they're just amazing people so auntie peggy and uncle coffee and 
Yeah, it would have been Oprah, but it's not her anymore. So I don't have any celebrity heroes. My favorite uncle would be Uncle Sandy. So he was like my dad's best friend oh, and yeah. they kind of grew up in Ghana together, came here together. Um, and then when my dad passed away, it was like, it was always really sad seeing him like whenever they would go to a family function because it, like he would just kind of be there and all the women would be chatting, kind of doing their things. But in that period as well, it was really nice because we got to like, they used to have this kind of Friday night chill out at my mm. uncle and auntie's house and we would really kind of sit down and kind of get to know him more. And I think one of the things that really stands out is like when my, when my dad passed and just how highly he spoke about my dad and, and just kind of what the things that he shared that generally uncles don't really share. And it's just like, if not for your dad, X, Y, Z and whatnot have you. And I just really saw our relationship kind of open up and, yeah and so he's he's passed now as well that was six years ago but definitely i he's like i will sit sometimes and just be like i really miss him you know mm, like, yeah. i really miss him um my favorite celebrity uncle i think would be uncle denzel just because i always just i just admire his his work ethic and i'm sure that there's probably stories about him being problematic and whatnot have you but i i like the fact that he's there with his family still um and if there are like you know Side pieces, some hoes. In, in the thing. At least we haven't heard from them. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't put anything past anybody. You can't put anything past anybody. I can't. I wouldn't put my hand in the fire for him, but no. I'd like to hope that. I don't think so. I feel like they would have come out. You don't think. Have you seen what Denzel's looked like for many years? For many, many years. <laughs> some some girl would have come out. Yeah. Come on. Somebody would have come no. out. He would still come out. He would still come out. Say it again. What, you're saying that because he's not nice now? Come out. No, 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 no. I'm saying that, that he they, probably they, has. They are, has oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His, son, his son did an interview on Breakfast Club. Right? Yeah. Mm. And they were asking about your dad's like Denzel Washington. Yeah. He's like, you know what? The true star of my mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. When I saw that, that's when I started yeah. to be like, yeah. I bet this man is a I little bit problematic. Yeah. 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 Reaction when you say that, no. but it's the favorite family thing. It's like they yeah, come no, with your favorite. Okay, wait, They are actually absolutely not honest. Who's your favorite celebrity family? It's the Smiths. They're the most authentic family. They live their life, yeah, and then they try to introduce us into what has actually been going on. And none of us believed or listened to what the hell they were saying. And we've just wrapped it up into something. No, 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 no. They have no, been no. honest the whole time. They have not life. been they honest. Have. And the <laughs> only reason why they have been honest at times is because <laughs> because it was going to be exposed anyway. Yes. So no. they thought, you know what? They're let's make a TV show out of no, this. No, and we, let's knew, get we knew that they were in an open relationship. 
before. No, they denied but it. But no, they didn't. Well, they, 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 they didn't. They didn't. They did open So it's like saying, like, are you open? Open is just like, I've met Farrah today, and it's like, I'm married, but it's Farrah, like, no, what Farrah. She's got a comfort you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Farrah. Oh, like, yeah. So I met Farrah the other day, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just open, it's like, it's fine. And I don't have to create any form of agreement. You just give you have, You need to create a language. There's others that are um, monogamous, when there's hierarchies. There's all these different types. We understand, but the fact of the matter is... Let's talk about Jada, yeah? If she's so open and honest, why is her story different from the guys? Why is it different? Their story should be exactly the same, is it not? What's the guy? Why are you assuming that she's lying and he's not? he's not. Why not? Because she's lied before. Why? Because she's lied before. Everybody's lied before. I'm sure he's lied. He's lied before. That's not a reason. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying he's a victim. What I'm saying is that the whole situation, how it was, that he was like her son's friend. He was sick. It's just not really. It's not. It's not a real situation. No, it's a pattern of behavior. It's a pattern of behavior. It is. It's not about the perfect family. It's like. Who resonates? I like the just realized the kids came who out to open and, and created who else? Who else we got? I don't what? have a favorite family. My favorite family is the Carters. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I actually thought you were going to say the Kardashians. That's what I was like. I don't know. You went the car, and I was like, what? Oh, wow. You're judgment. I like the Carters. I really do. I like What if somebody else was going to say the Kardashians? Now they can't say it. Adam Jay should stop cheating on Beyonce, 100%. He needs to stop. Every album, she's crying. Beyonce, yeah, she's crying. Jay needs to stop cheating. So, do you know what I mean? That's the thing. So, like, so, you know, he's never going to stop. So, I, I don't like that. Those, they have to stop. He's never going to stop. So, on his new album, she was talking about him. You don't break my soul. You don't break my soul. You know what she's talking about him. to be open if they are but anyway i just love shout out to her for letting jay-z be open though 
No, I'm not shouting her out today. I'm not doing that. I feel for her, but I just think that, you know, for the most part, I think Beyonce and Jay-Z in this stage of their life are pretty unproblematic. I really like what they do for the community. I like their kids. I just like everything they stand for at the moment. And um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with them. The Obamas, because I love Michelle. Mm. Um, more so than Barack Obama, I love Michelle, and I think the girls are growing up really, really well. And you know, they've had the eye of the public on them in such a different way to your usual celebrity. And I think to be able to raise two children who are kind of like fully aware of themselves and stuff like that, and to go on and to do so well in their education and, and be black is quite difficult. And um, Michelle, I feel, is unapologetically black. And I love that. So Michelle Obama and her family. What, what, what if she's had a, a shower? What if she has? Then do your thing, B. Okay. Just normalize that conversation. Do your thing. Because, no, because the, like, I don't even know why we're getting on to it. It has to be whether or not they've cheated or not. I, we were no, talking about a family unit. You just sat here and said everyone's problematic. Men's crimes. I didn't say that. Really they and you're saying <laughs> crime. You're saying crime. Right. After a minute ago, you were saying that everyone has problems. Marriage is based on the crime. It's your language. It's your language. You are not ready. normalizing healthy conversations it's one of the things that really frustrated me not personally not deeply but just like the way we talk about each other sometimes mm. when people in the limelight is so unattainable yeah if they do something there's bare things attributed to what's going on mm. that doesn't even make sense these times we're not scholars in their lives we yeah. have no idea when they announced didn't announce mm. what august is true what didn't say true mm. the fact is they let people into their marriage it got of men at that stage in their life what they're observing what they're experiencing i think is useful information for a wider society in terms of what we're doing in our relationships because we're all sitting there using those things historically as a benchmark for what good relationships are and we're like oh this is what they're doing they built this and they're successful and they harmonize this way and i'm saying actually we've learned the truth in the last five to ten years but what's really going on in some of these relationships and i think there's value in the information I'd like to change my question of the game. You just killed my game, like I said. How do celebrity couples relate to our real lives? Does um, emulate everything that Auntie Farah said? I didn't have one, but what she said was perfect about the Obamas. About the Obamas. About the Obamas. If I had to pick, I guess, the family that I probably follow the most, because they pop up a lot, it literally would be the Kardashians. That's but the they're not my favourite. 
but I do see what happens in their family all the time. They're the only ones. Not, again, Why you're not answering you the question. I'm just saying. I just see. Not answering the question I propose as Mark. I don't have a favorite celebrity <laughs> fan. I would have heard your social. You yeah. want to go through? Yeah, delete yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see them a lot. Reconfigure the algorithm. I don't follow any of them. Who's your favorite family? Please, I beg. Yeah, I don't have one. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Do we want to go back? I haven't even told everybody to don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. We have three tiers where you can get three tiers of aunties in different ways. Um, <laughs> sounds like a Russell Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, we're not doing that. Okay, we're not doing that. What, an OnlyFans? No. You might make money, you don't know. What we got on the show with toes. People like toes, man. OnlyFans, everyone's made it about sex. It's not just about sex with OnlyFans. It's the leading. I'm literally watching something on TV that tells you. It's all oh, I thought you were literally watching a channel. That you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally got a channel. So, what are you fans of useless plans? Seriously. But you're literally... just jumping. <laughs> no, but I really think that there's literally a channel that I watch every day. On no. <laughs> it's literally about sex. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay, okay. Let's go back to Uncle Marvin's very serious question. Or oh, his answer to the question I hadn't been answered. What was the okay. It was, what, uh, what can we learn? Celebrity relationship, <laughs> not a lot to be honest. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, at the end I, of the day, they're aspir they, they position themselves to be aspirational, mm -hmm. but really and truly, not very few people can actually relate to their actual situations and their actual position in life. It's just to for the most part, entertainment that's the thing. Yeah, they're showing so, what they want you to see, yeah. mm. even if it is entertainment, even if it is negative, it's all spin like the Carters. You know that all of that cheating that they spoke about in their albums had happened a few years ago. That doesn't mean that they're still not cheating, but that scenario, people who were in the know already knew. And so mm. they'd gone through counseling so they could talk about it. It's not really real. I think if you're actively looking at celebrity couples to learn something from them, then you're in trouble already because you're learning from a very curated Mm. you know mm. what what they put out there is exactly what they want you to see mm -hmm. and so if you're just taking all of that in without even thinking about all of the shit that you're not seeing then you're you're in trouble yeah Agreed. i understand what you're saying Marvin, about the people's reactions and making whole consensus and argument based on a window or a glimpse of a, a conversation what they allow us to um see so forming a whole opinion like we just don't know i don't think i think there's no limits on we just mm -hmm. don't know unless you're in that room with them in the moment, having an honest one-to-one -one conversation with them. But is there anyone out there that you actually believe their story? No, it's not about believing. I think their authenticity normalizes real behaviors in relationships. So the more we see, the more it normalizes the conversation between what's happening in everybody's relationships because it's just an extension of it. Yes, maybe Jay-Z's having threesomes with a different type of breed of people, but these are the things that are going on. That's, that's what was That was the thing, yeah. Well, hold on, wait. You had a different, three, three, I, think, I think it's like different types of things. There's one quote where it's like, I want my wife to fuck me like a prostitute. There's another quote okay. where it's like, okay. um, something about a menage um, instead of going home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he had a so, so there's, yeah. there's references to like potentially what has happened. We still yeah, don't know. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that those things are heavily normalized in people's lives and we all pretend that these things don't happen. So when I talk about authenticity, where that comes from is in the arts and in celebrity conversation um, and generally in our, in our families and in our, in our wider circles. 
And the more we do that, the more we can be more authentic. Because I think currently people are just pretending to be perfect when in reality it takes mm. a while. Yeah. I think what I would say as well, like with the Carters, is if you are going to learn something, then it would be like they dealt with that situation. So like Nana said, that happened years ago. Mm. And so we don't know what type of therapy or whatever that they've been through. And then when they were ready, they were like, we're going to make bank off of all of yeah. this. And I think a lot of the time people are online on socials just giving this stuff away for free, just, you know, and just putting all of that stuff out there. But they were like, no, when we put it out there, then we are actually going to profit, profit from it. And I, I respect that. Have they talked about the counseling therapy that they went through? No. No, that's just just an assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z did. Jay-Z did. Beyonce has as well through the album. Yeah, she's mentioned that. But also I just think the growth growth of a successful 50-year-old black man in any realms, and I appreciate being a billionaire is a big scope to the success. But like listening to him talk about what what he goes through and then his development and how late in life he, mm-hmm. he went through it is of value to other men who will probably deny therapy as an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I say all of those things play a role. And I, while I'm ne- I've never been sold by any celebrity, I I look for those nuggets in terms of what is he doing and what is he facing and how does he approach it because that's useful. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel you on that. I understand that. Um, Moving on to what have you heard news and culture? Is this for us? You know, um, Sorry. Why is that? Because we're an hour in. I know. Are we? It's been fun. It's just, this is what we do. Aunties and uncles get together. They're talking and talking. <laughs> we were talking around the houses and get back to the point 10 hours later. What were we talking about again? But we'll get through a couple of them. It's some news and culture stories. I mean, first and foremost, Black Panther 2 trailer dropped. Mm. Excited. Now, let me tell you yeah. here. The level of excitement, probably because it's Marvel. But the level of excitement that I had for that is what I wanted to have from that queen thing. Yes. I didn't have that. I know exactly well, what you're saying. Warrior, king or... warrior queen. Yeah. Warrior king. Yeah. What? I thought I said warrior I said queen. Viola. 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 What's that? Viola Davis. Ain't that called warrior queen? Oh, to my brain. Sorry. Oh, yeah, brain fog. <laughs> anyway, back yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought I was going to have when I saw that trailer. And I saw it and I was like, okay, intrigued, blah, blah, blah. But the Black Panther trailer, I was like, Whoa, yes, this looks like it's gonna be epic. I'm gonna the woman king. I'm on the edge of my seat already, can't wait for it. Like, I can't wait. And I yeah. think how they're gonna handle Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's um passing is gonna be good. I did you think it was um set after the blip? Yeah, it is, it is. but yeah. I mean, like during like before they came back. No, okay. they're gonna do no, 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 no. Because I was wondering, um, like, how are they? Because she said she was lost out of her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she said all of her family. Yeah. So I was thinking, I wonder if it's that, but I don't know. Posting from Chadwick Boseman's actual Twitter page. They must have. They must have the family. There was like a long thread. They had a lot of engagement agreeing with them, saying that can you not do this? That people's dead account should be left, left, left alone. I was just, I personally was like. Clearly the family have a yeah. 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 I just think people are fickle. You feel like they message his wife. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's weird. But they exactly because they're so respectful of everything about him. They're not just mm. going to start mm. yeah. doing stuff. I, I don't mean, know. I got a little emotional. Yeah. yeah sure. Like yeah. seriously, yeah. like I'm really excited to see it, but I'm also not ready. Do you know what I mean? Because I just think it's just going to bring up a lot and stuff, and like what he meant and what the kind of character means to the culture and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a lot. Like I'm a super Marvel fan. So 
I'm really interested in how they handle it. I hope that I hope it's tasteful. It seems like it from the trailer, um, but you never know. Hopefully, they get all the accents right. I think they never do. They never do. I've accepted that. Do you guys think it's gonna be as better? Or no. as good. It no. looks like it from the trailer. It looks like it was. It looks like it'd be better and more of a story. Story. Yeah. I don't. But well, I don't know. That's the issue I have because I feel like if how the story is going to feed into the wider story yeah. of Phase mm -hmm. Four and then going into Five and Six. That's what I'm really interested in. Yeah. So if it like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's like super contained. How don't want to spoil it for anyone. But four, the f last four was. I'm not really interested in that. Yeah. Do you know okay. what I mean? Because yeah, it was just, just short. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't. No, it didn't bang. They actually have more content to make a real film and a story in it. Yeah. So I think a story could be better, but I don't think the story is what people really enjoy. And people just want to feel good about blackness, really, when they go to go yeah. and see that. And it's it's a balance, isn't it? Like, yes, you want to honor those things, but you don't want to get so lost in honoring that you don't create something that's going to feel good yeah that film made everyone feel good people went see four five six seven times and you won't see it four mm. five six seven times if it's just a really good tribute to yeah him. and also Daniel Kaluuya is not in there anymore um obviously Forrest Whitaker died there's a lot of people from the first one that didn't make it but we've got a good additions but Kayla Cole's yeah. in there do you know what I mean I think he reprises yeah. his role as well so from a story point of view this is what happens in Marvel films the first story is like the introduction yeah. to the person, yeah, yeah. and then the second story is like Origin. the real, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I feel normally, like normally the first is not good. Like yeah, the usually, usually, usually right. yeah, but I think in Black Panther they've done a pretty good yeah. Yeah, I mean, start. Yeah. Do you know after what I mean? The fact, I mean? After the calm, um, like I think after the storm and everyone calmed down, there, were, there have been a lot more critical conversations yeah, yeah, about the first that as well. film. And everyone's like, okay, there's these bits and bits that are not right, just, but that's just what it's going to, there's always going to be critique. The bigger picture is that there's a wonderful moment. I want to say something, but it's probably not worth it. No. <laughs> say it, 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 say we don't all need well, to agree. No, it's not, it's yeah. not even that. It's just like, it's a it's a film. It is what it is. So doing a deep think piece mm -hmm. about, about every part of it, it's just like <laughs> pulling it apart. But I think... But that's what it's right. It's one of them ones where you can't... You, I get annoyed at certain think pieces and certain reactions, but it's the fact the matter is, people can have an opinion about Whatever everything. Is, yeah. 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 There's just something, someone like this, this, this sesame snap is here. Why? And then you just do the whole thing. Yeah. Why? But someone else is going to be like, this is yeah, sugar, sugar, slavery food, <laughs> and me eating it means I'm continuing the seeds. Yes, of, of slavery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and that is the problem with the black woman. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Can you introduce I was... us who you are, please? <laughs> we don't know who you are. Why would you? Yourself? Why would you now make me introduce because myself? Because you made yourself <laughs> known. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you did this. Okay. You did this. I am. I am <laughs> Uncle Michael Harrison and Marvin's cousin. And <laughs> <laughs> <I> again, <laughs> um, I'm Uncle Nee. And. and? How do you want me to introduce myself? I mean, who you are, what you do, why you're here. <laughs> where you come from? My name is Uncle Nee. I'm a voiceover artist and filmmaker, and I'm married to Auntie Nana, which is why I'm here. That's all she was waiting for. 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 That's all she was waiting for.
she literally did that. When he came and asked my mum, like, we're gonna get married. Like I want to marry. That's exactly what my mum did. Yeah. That was the first. That was the first red flag. And I ignored it. She literally like squeals. You're not selling me right when you guys do that because it, it alludes to I'm happy that somebody is taking you away from me. Well, basically, the red flags were there from the start. <laughs> Can we talk about the monogamy episode that you came up with? I mean, I still didn't get to see it. Can we talk about it? What monogamy? Listen, listen, there's questions that we what need to monogamy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What monogamy? <laughs> Wait, what? I, I was like, what? Send it to me. I want to listen to this. I want it. It never came. Oh, my yeah. theory about monogamy. What's your theory? You carry on with yours. No, what's your theory? What's your theory? Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Have, have you, have you mentioned it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was it? My theory that. I think I brought it to him first when I was thinking about it. <laughs> okay. That man, why are you getting so excited? <laughs> but you know, okay. it doesn't, she doesn't send nudes. She doesn't send nudes. <laughs> like, a nude point. I send a new type. You have to be very. I'm only here. I'm only here in the hope that I'm going to get some nudes after this. I've been trying. We're honestly, we're rooting for you. We've been honestly. encouraging, right. suggesting, you know. Well, man, man, man can't yeah, get no nudes. Look how long I've been in this and I can't get no nudes. What's full frontal, babe? What's I've got a full frontal weave. I could say. I could say. Can you give us your monogamy before you move on? Okay, all right. So, my theory on monogamy, yeah. I'm still paddling it out, but what I think is monogamy is a scam. Yeah, it is a scam. And I think monogamy is a scam because it absolutely favours men. Yeah. The majority of men do not have the qualities biologically and personality-wise to actually effectively attract not women. Not all men. I'm saying... She it, didn't say all I didn't men. say all. She said majority. She said majority. 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 <laughs> when you're looking at majority stats, all. <laughs> the majority of them. So, in the olden times when we were in, in communities where women were running things, yeah? Like, let's say you take a pride alliance. Like, you only need one male and he can service lots of women because biologically he has the the stuff that makes good offspring so to, <laughs> so to dupe us into thinking like we all need a man men came up with monogamy so that they could still have access to regular sex and so women think we actually need to have a husband but really Husbands need wives because if you didn't make it be like we had to be in these monogamous relationships, loads of you would not have access to any women. I agree. There we go. Uncle Lee. See, I agree, but I think where your theory falls down Ooh. is if you speak to the majority of married men and ask them if they're getting regular sex, oh. they will tell Hell you that they're no. not. But so therefore, no, but so if therefore you're, if you're what, what are you... Where, where you're Explosive. not benefiting from being monogamous because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm monogamous. Got one woman. Yeah, bring on the pum pum. Wait, where's the pum pum? And then you'll get it from time to time. It's better than nothing. And you have no, access that's, that's, to that, have children. That, 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 no, monogamy that, is just control, really. It's control. It? You know what I mean? And I think there's, there's what's that conversation where uh, some well, it's, it's a red pill thought that women aren't built to have a hand of more than one man because they um, <laughs> will fall in love. Yeah, we're fall in love <laughs> with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, way the way we're made, our genetic makeup means we can't take more than one man. It's ridiculous. It's logic. nonsense. It is control. Monogamy is control. I agree. 
We should end it. But, um, <laughs> we should end it. We should end it. Yeah. No, so, expand on that, Expand on that, Expand on your reason to end. I thought like that was a bit controlling. Yeah, I thought that was controlling. I was the role of, the role of men. <laughs> 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 you wanted to talk about the Smith 14 times around. I want to talk about monogamy longer. <laughs> Do not end it. So the point is, is that it is very patriarchal and it's very much designed around men's gifts and limitations and i think really like we, once you create that unit the whole thing is about what is the man willing to create and then the women have children and then you kind of create this cohabited unit of like limitation i just think it's like you can do maybe way more powerful in a non-monogamous environment but it's unworkable in this current society because of how much monogamy is perpetuated as the default mm-hmm. way to do yes. things yes. so people aren't actually have never expressed so i have a very secure Attachment spell. I did a test and it came out three times. And, and in, the, in that in that testing of secure okay, attachment, yeah. it's not necessarily. What's that test? I case. have follow up no, questions. Anyway, we have other questions. Go on. I want to do it now. The different types of attachment. It's not good or bad. So it's not like secure attachment is the most aspirational, even though that's how it's been sold. But it just means that you need to find someone that is able to connect with you how you like to be attached to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And the more information you have on that, the better. If that then means that you end up in another relationship, that's perfectly fine. But also going into this default relationship escalator of like, we go on a date, we go in a relationship, then we uh, have, you know, we have sex and then we get married, then we have a child, then we buy a house, then we get a car. Then, like that whole escalator does not create, make, create happiness in yeah. sustainability. Mm-hmm. And so it does. It also doesn't take into account any individual circumstances of two people that are in it. Mm. Yeah. So you have people who are emotionally not prepared for monogamy, emotionally not able to be uh, what is traditionally considered to be a wife or a husband, trying to be those mm-hmm. things because right. that's what they think they have to do. Yeah. yeah. So all it really is is that when you start a relationship, you start from ground zero and you build it based on who you are. But to do that, you have to actually know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree. But the scam is out there. Monogamy as a yeah. rule of thumb is a scam. People are trapping yourself, people. Yeah. And men and women do. They, they trap people with this idea of security. But in reality, like, no one can make you secure other than yourself. So right. when you give that over to somebody else and it doesn't come. Can I just say the Swiths said that? What? The Smiths said, did they? Yeah. There you go. So this is clearly their You're not helping. Well, they did say it. They did say it. They learned when they went on their journey of exploration. Yeah, they learned that. I don't necessarily understand relationships. I'm not far from a relationship expert as anyone ever is. When I apply my values to the situation of a relationship, anything that's automated is unworkable. It just doesn't work. But when you build it from scratch, you start seeing actually how you can coexist with somebody in a really peaceful way. But you've got to design it in the image of who you are and it's that that, it's that want, i'd like to know what that is like how people would explore that because if it, if it is a, like a woman like you know what i can't deal with just one of you i need multiple and what man would be ready for that for example that's just like <laughs> <we're just laughs> so obviously brain. people do find them people yeah. do find their their people but it's more i think it's how you work if you're going to be working broadly in society yeah, and yeah. you're like, and I don't want to be that. in that. Like, yeah. how how do you navigate without people being like, you're weird or yeah. ostracizing you? It's those things that it's like, because it's sold to us that you should be monogamous. It's a scam when you want to go outside of it because then you're ostracized. It's like, you're Absolutely. then on the fringe. Like, then I'm, I have an alternative lifestyle. And it shouldn't be that way because it only benefits men as I see it at this moment in time. 
Thank you. How did you get there? He asked because he wanted the episode. Because I never got it, but that was a very good episode. That's not actually where I thought you were going. So was even uh, where did you think she was going? I don't know. Auntie Farah. <laughs> Did you think I wanted out? As far as going. Um, oh yeah, so my culture story is um in the media this week, people were up in arms about Chris Brown charging a thousand dollars for meet and greets, right? Now I will say this: there are celebrities, Lady Gaga charges two thousand. Ariana Grande a few years ago was charging 800. So he's not the first, he won't be the last. But my question to you is, how much would you be willing to pay to meet your favourite celebrity in a meet and greet? <laughs> May. I don't know if I could pay. Nothing. I don't know, what, what am I getting from that? There's, there's no it's just a picture, isn't it? No, but you get the concert, you get, you, you know, you get great seats, you get the concert, and then you meet them after. So it's not oh, okay, just okay. like, I'm paying a thousand pounds to go see, like, stand right. and have some, like, from picture it's the whole package right. which again was not explained but it is like the package there's nobody on this earth a thousand there's nobody on this earth that i would do that if for. i had a thousand to spare then I'll, I'd pay more for i think it'd be the whole yeah the whole experience and what is that experience again front row or box seats or the so environment get... the after party I, i'd need a lot to go into that package and to meet them, that meeting i mean the annoying if you pay all of that then you know we've got to meet with chris brown because of your business the work that you do is long mm. you could have that for free so that picture, I'm well, I'm too old for that. But if I've got a big package and you get to meet them as part of the package and the package is really worth a grand, I'd need more than that just to stand next to anybody. To the uninitiated, that's an incredible opportunity. A thousand pounds is workable. I, I think if, if you if someone means something to you, if you celebrate someone and idolize them, you have a chance to connect to them for a thousand, mm. it's a workable amount. It's a workable amount. And you've seen this, you've been to the concert, you've enjoyed it. Yeah, like, that, yeah. That, the picture probably means so yeah. much to you. Life but it's about joy. I spent way more than that traveling to South Africa and back. So as far as I'm concerned, if I mean, it means that much to me, a thousand. Is there anybody there? No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Prince, maybe Prince. Yeah, that's all Yeah, 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 yeah I, like, still, I saw a thousand to meet Prince. I don't know. Take a picture. I could have done that, and I didn't. So I guess not. But then, would also don't those people feel bumped? Like you're paying a thousand pounds to get a picture that a hundred other people have got as well. Like, but then it's about you. A hundred thousand people. It's not special though. It's about creating a feel special to you because it's like creating a feeling. Thousands of people go travel to a destination or artifact or something memorial site all the time, and we got what it means to us. We even go to some of those places. There's like a thousand people there, and it's still special to us. But if if you if you are somewhere and then you see Chris Brown, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're my hero! Can I get a picture? Take the picture. That picture's special. But I'm just looking at that picture, thinking he got a thousand pounds to hug you, you know. Like, that's and not special. Got a concert. But it's not, it's not mm. just the hugging. Like I said, it's the whole package. You get to, you know, you get to go to his music. Concert, I can hear it online for free. So, dead or alive, like, if Biggie was still alive and I got to go to a concert and then I got to, like, spend 15 minutes in his time asking him questions, taking a picture, that's special. All right, how much is the ticket? Without the meet and greet? But it depends. Wait, come on, ticket concert tickets can range from. Yeah, I was going to say, like, 500, yeah. 600. It depends where I'm quite you're happy, sitting, I'm quite happy on the day 50. you're going. Quite happy okay, 50. right. So, I am a Beyonce fan, and I have in the past paid for my whole team to go VIP to Beyonce. Yeah. And I've taken my niece and nephew VIP to Beyonce and my best friend. And well, you're humble, Brandon. Are you saying that women are going to get saved too? No. I'm, I'm, I was waiting Honestly. for the. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you get saved. You get saved. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I've spent a lot of money 
yeah. having those experiences because but because like it, it means something to us do you know what i mean that like i think experiences are better than things yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm definitely all about that and creating something special um so i don't think i would do that now not that amount because i think like in my line of work i could probably That's get there anyway do you know what i mean yeah. but like i'm not totally against it and i think what you're saying is true rather like like that at that point it was like okay how can i get access and that yes. was the easiest way mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and it was quick and we had a great time and those are core memories we've traveled to go yeah. and see people that mm. we really really want to see yeah. those experiences are like amazing so i think that if that's what you're going for and to me the super fans are, are paying for this yeah that's what they're going for yeah and i don't see any reason why the celebrities that are charging two thousand pounds 450 whatever it is that's what they valued it at that's what they want to do Mate. i don't think they should be poked fun at because they want to do it no, people think... like cussing chris brown though yeah they do. <laughs> you yeah. always get some you yeah. can do anything and somebody's going to be like oh there's yeah. chris brown it's like they like any, as, as, a, as a person <laughs> in the public eye as well it's like protecting yourself from the crazy so well, it, it doesn't always fall to them out but imagine you're meeting so many people, you don't know what their background, their spirit, their aura is. There mm. has to be a price point. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee the, 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 the nuts won't Look get at you, even like, still, man. Mary J, when she done that documentary, exactly. like, literally, hers is a factory. It is. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Really. Yeah, it's and not it's even quality time. Yeah. It's, not it's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not quality. It's like, it's hi, picture, yeah, bye. Yeah. Someone's like, you're my greatest idol. Yeah, yeah. bye, bye. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That must be really emotionally draining. Yeah, exactly. It's not the only way you can survive it, to be honest. I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with charging. Yeah. Like, no, you've got to charge. You've got you've got to. To. And then also as well, price. like for them, it's just like so many, as an artist, so many people are eating off you all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. If that money goes back into my pocket, mm -hmm. I'm going to take it. Yeah. And I bet that that's true. Looking uh, at, yeah. you know, from it's a logistical true, point of view, <laughs> they have to be screened. Who's doing that? There's a whole, yeah. there's going to be a whole separate team that manages the meet and greets. Yeah. Mm. That thousand pounds, two thousand, whatever it is, is not going directly to the artist. He's probably seeing eighty not, pounds. That's what I'm saying. It's probably not much. So thousands. It really isn't actually. Thousands. And, and especially the ticket as well. It's not Chris Brown. I would say because this is the I'm first year he's back. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, well, back. Back yeah, in the UK, or first time in the yeah, UK. First time he was back in the UK. He's back in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's just problematic, and no one will ever be fully peaceful about the things that he does. It will cause yeah. way more animosity, and um, it's just the price of the life that he had. Antigona, my bun. Okay, so um, as we're all here as aunties and uncles. I just wanted to get some personal experiences from you guys. Um, I guess my biggest auntie experience was with my nephew um, kind of getting involved with selling drugs and going on county lines, though they call it conch now. But when he was up in the thick of it, it was like a proper traumatic time for my family. And yeah, just what you guys think we as the collective village can really do to help our families when things like this like comes up it doesn't have to be as extreme as like selling drugs but just when you have a niece or nephew and they're going off the rails what's the best way for the auntie and uncles to be a, a safe haven that's to discuss yeah, for me the work starts early and like it's not a thing you can do later on when the thing is happening it's something you start really really early for in their lives and when you show up in their lives they'll, you'll get signs like I, for me, I think one thing I observed about parenting, look, bearing in mind my children are four and six, you know, my nephew is a 16 year old and I listened to him 
and I see where he says something problematic to me. I want to show his business. He says something problematic to me, and I, I didn't challenge it because I didn't. I realized that I didn't have the proximity at the time to go and take him on the journey of what he needed to know and understand. And like, if you want to play that role, you've got to start early. Later on in life, you can leave your door open, but really by that time, they've made a decision of who they want to be. And you can leave the door open and say, there's the breadcrumbs to come walk in my door at any time. And there's space for you and I love you and da 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 da. But what I remember when I was 16, I needed to exercise my understanding at that time in completion before I was ready to move on. All my uncles, my mom did one sick intervention one Saturday hot Saturday as hell, and every single aunt, uncle, cousin, everyone that's older than me turned up, and I was sent to my room first, and then there was some sort of meeting downstairs, yeah. and I got called down, and then one by one, I'd sit on the stairs, and they'd be like, oh, so I've heard that you were, yeah, yeah. you were arrested that one time. You tell the story, like, well, you know, you couldn't school, and then do all of that, and then, you know, one of my aunts even made me cry, because she gave, she, one of my aunts, Auntie Valerie, she's like, She's a, she's like a matriarch, but she's just so, everything is ancestors. Okay. It's that level straight away. It's like, you're late, the ancestors, it's like straight away. But she has that gravitas. And so she, she was just disappointed. And that's what landed, like one of those conversations will land with you. That's a really dope intervention, but you need proximity to be able to do that. Cause young adults aren't listening to people in like safe houses and marriages and Range Rovers about what it is like to be out on the street and whatever things they can mm. be doing. You need proximity. So um, my lesson is anyone that I care for, I have to show up in their lives really powerfully and consistently. Yeah, I've got quite a lot of um, nieces and nephews and my fa my family were like um, really quite close. And I think I've got nieces now who are in their early 20s and in their early 30s. And I think the reason why they come to me and I have such great relationships with them is because I was around and I'm trying to be around for my other nieces and nephews as well. And like my daughter as well, so that she can, they just know that they can go to other people for different types of advice. Um, and there's been times when my niece has come to me, it might be like she doesn't know what to do in terms of a job that's coming up or if she wants to continue down a certain path in her education or just like talking about relationships and those sort of things. And hearing it from an auntie or an uncle is a lot different to having those conversations with your, yeah. with your parents. There's things that she can say to me freely yeah. and i'll give her like real solid advice that she couldn't say to my sister yeah and that's fine you know that's what i'm there for but equally then the, the, with the younger ones it's like don't fuck with my sister because i'll break your back <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like having that kind of balance um and being there for them but um i really truly value the relationships that i've got with my nieces and my, um, my nephews and i think that's partly because i was quite close with my aunt growing up and she you know would put pepper in your skin if you fucked up but she was also really really lovely as well yeah and i just wanted to have that relationship with my nieces and nephews i think it's important it's important for them to have external people outside mm -hmm. of them their mum and their dad because you don't really want to talk to your parents about certain things when you're growing up yeah but it's it, it's important for them to have someone in the family who's going to give them real advice rather than someone on the street you've got to agree with you. you've got to be there from early yeah yeah i agree too i think um it was it's it's just so naturalized in my family. It's quite big, but like, I think I've been an aunt since I was born. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like looking after, you know, nieces and nephews, cousins, all that kind of stuff. It's just like absolutely normalized. Um, and I do think it starts early on. I think I was particularly, and I am particularly like very real, um, very open, very honest. 
Um, I have boundaries though. I'm probably one, probably the most strictest, but at the same time, you're probably going to get the most coolest experiences. Do you know what I mean? At the same time. So, but definitely being consistent and having boundaries and kind of like for the, you know, the ones in the family that don't necessarily have that consistency, I am always consistent. I am always reliable no matter what. Um, I'm putting them first, you know what I mean? So even though over the years, um, when I guess help grow these children, literally, like it doesn't matter what my job is. It doesn't matter what the responsibility is. If X has a show at school and no one's going to be there, I am there hundred percent, like everything revolved around them, um, for sure. And that still kind of continues today. So, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just gives me so much joy being an aunt. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know what the original question was, yeah. actually. I'd be asking that as but well. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I really enjoy yeah, it. What's your, what was the original? Like what? Just what's your experiences? What, what brings you joy as well as being an auntie? But also, how do you show up effectively? Um, I want, I, I guess my biggest moment, well, actually my first niece, Cherise, uh, my older sister's daughter, when um, she was like my little bubba and I used to babysit her a lot and look after her a lot. So that was my first kind of introduction into being responsible for another human being. That's not my human being, but an important part of my family. And I really cherish that role. Um, and I was, I, it's that pride when you feel that someone really loves you and mm. really depends on you. I mean, I've had, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a mother then. So that was my first experience. Like she would only stop crying with me, yeah. apart from her mom. It's that whole, she was a terror. Cherise, mm-hmm. my God. Um, she like if you moved when you put her to sleep, then that was a wrap. You had to stay with her. But we had that really good bond. And actually, there was a long space because family issues. And then reconnecting with her and my nephew um, in later life. And as they mature, she's quite similar to me, which I love. It's just genetics, you can't mess with genetics. So I love the relationship that we have, and she'll talk to me and she's quite open and honest with me. And she's a mini me actually, at all, mini me. Um but and later on my um sister who passed away, stepping in for while she was um, going through her mental health issues and my niece coming to live with me and being there for the youngers and then coming and literally staying with me a lot. My niece lived with me, youngest, she had she got two younger brothers and sisters. They came on pretty much every weekend and though it was very difficult, they were traumatized. They had behavioral issues as a result of growing up in that kind of dynamic. Um, it was difficult, it was rough, but mm. it's coming through the other side after my sister passed, doing what, helping them grow, um, being there for them now and the way that they, you know, my nephew goes, when he goes through his stuff, he'll like, oh, he'll just give me the black and white. And he's quite real with me. And times it's like, it's a bit stressful because like you're saying <laughs> things I just want to bear. And it is that thing of like being present, like, can I give you enough support? I want to tell you that this is wrong. Can I be there for you? I'm not sure, but I try, we, we're very real. When you tell me everything, I'll tell him what he wants. He went for a very, traumatic situation recently and the way I went down to see him we had a conversation and it was just I don't know I just I just like being them I love the fact that I can be there not to replace my sister but they've got someone because it was only me and my sister she had no other siblings um and for technicality she's my half sister so there was no one else so the fact that they've got someone where they I can see they really miss their mum and I think I hope that I fill that gap in some type of way um in that respect. And I just, I think it's important. I shout for them I'm at the end of the phone. My lifestyle is very busy. So sometimes I do feel guilty that I can't be there on demand for them. 
but then I have to stop that because it's like, you know, I'm a mother, I've got stuff going on and stuff like that, but I'm at the end of the phone and if they really need me, like when my nephew had this situation, down there in a heartbeat. Yeah, that would be all. Um, <clears throat> but kind of going back to Seren, so I had a, a phone conversation with him a couple of weeks ago and I, I came off the phone and I cried because it was, it was the growth. Mm-hmm. So like, where we were, how many years ago was it? Three. No, 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 no. It was like 2018, maybe. Mm. 2018, maybe. Anyway. Okay. And it was like, even Marvin, you'll know, because like at the time, like I'm yeah, messaging on everybody. I'm like, <laughs> you know, we, we were just like getting the village involved sort of thing. And he came and we went on, we went on this one trip with my friend Colin to Ipswich. Um, and Colin kind of took him around Ipswich where, so he does property. So he's like showing him all of this stuff. And he really got him to kind of open up and start talking about the stuff that he was doing at the time, which was, it was funny. Cause it was like, he, he pulled over the car and he was like, all right, so I've told you my business. You tell me yours. Mm. And then Sarah kind of looked at me like, hang on, my uncle's in the back. I can't and I was like, speak, speak, you know? And then he started to just, and it was listening to him talking about what he was doing. In, in that moment, I wanted to cry. Cause I'm just like, ah, oh, how did we get here? How did you miss it? Yeah. How, you know? And then I took him to another friend, Des, who does like all Forex trading and then he started getting into that. And we, just, we went through so much. So anyway, fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, we're on this phone call. So Saren's in Ghana now and he went to Ghana on his, on his own volition. He wasn't, we didn't do the, oh, you're going on holiday. Yeah, like, he was no. too old to ship yeah, anyway. He was just like, I'm going to Ghana. And so he's been in Ghana um, and now he's studying in Ghana. And we just had this conversation and it was just like, I think the only word I can use is just magical because it was yeah. like, he's asking me stuff about my dreams and this, that, and the other. And he's like, giving me advice, <laughs> you know? And then he, he, he ended it like, and that's the thing that made me cry where he was just talking about of like, you know, like, I think you're like a really good father and this, that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, anyway, I'm tired. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come off the phone now. <laughs> And it came off the phone. And I was just, the tears were just streaming down my face. And I was just like, that was so, it felt like if that was a film, that was the closing yeah. you know, scene of the film. And it was just like, all right, you're, you're good. And now I just can't wait to, to see you again. And, and I know that he's, and it's one of the things I said to him as well. I was, like, I was like, I know you're there in Ghana and I know that you feel like you have something to prove to be like to everybody back home of like, mm. look what I've done, look what I've done. I was like, don't ever put that pressure on yourselves. Like, cause, and we, it, you know, I don't want to say too much of his business, but we spoke so much about kind of being alone and being lonely and whatever, but it was just, yeah, it was just so magical having this conversation with him. And I, and I wish, but you know, everything happens the way it happens. But I wish looking back when we just thought he was this, and he was, he was like a really studious boy, but quite quiet. And I just wish that we picked up on the signs and, yeah, and in, you know, like, because what happened was is that he was so studious you just thought let him get on with it okay let him get on with it and um yeah that that struck me actually what marvin said about being there from early but it's also paying attention closely Mm. because you can't always spot when they're going it's not so obvious Mm. until they're kind of in it it was like little things like really being very quiet and then the school calling up and then not really knowing, like, well, not saying exactly, like, why he's not handing in homework. 
it's just a bit like he just doesn't do his homework mm. but I guess there's still that guilt like was we paying attention enough like was we should we have done more really so that he didn't have to go on this crazy journey but I guess that's his life story that's his journey, yeah. mm. but yeah there, there's double guilt it's that thing it's like mummy guilt but then you, yeah. it's like I have auntie guilt as well like how could you yeah. be you could have been more in his life and more around and you know more present it's all of that yeah. it's hard though it is, it is. Hard. when you got your own life going on. Yeah. <laughs> as i'm saying like in like, like i wish i could be it's, it's being the mother for the for my nieces and nephew because they, they've lost their mum, and i know how that impacts people i know how it impacted them in a great way but i, I have to let myself go because i've got a child to raise as well and we live across london from each other not too far it's accessible and then life is real but you just have to be, they have to be able to get hold of you. I think that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the commitment that you have to make mm-hmm. that, or the concession you have to make, they have to be able to get hold of you. Yeah, definitely. In a time of crisis, at the very, very least, I think, if you're going to position yourself as that, in that role as the auntie, uncle, that your niece and nephews can call on. Definitely. This, this is like a, a quite a big angel, but like one of the things that I've realised with, with young people who are challenged in that way, is that like our community is really bad at like talking about neurodivergent people and children. Mm-hmm. And so when, when they're presenting themselves, when their behaviors are different, we don't know and also don't even necessarily believe that something is mm-hmm. bigger, bigger than that. We're just like, you've chosen to do this and why are you doing this? And like, like I, I only found out I was ADHD like a year ago. And so, but then when I started reading it, looking into it, when I mean literally my lived experience is categorized in the diagnosis well, of what it is. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so and my ability to work, I can work three months without a blink. I can just keep going, going, going. If I'm inspired, I go off on a whole thing. And this is why every time I can build such big and complex businesses and structures is because if I'm inspired, if I'm really moved by something, I will find an answer. But also my burnout is wild. And so it can also then destroy the thing as well. So if I'm burnt out, I'm willing to implode to like get breaks. Yeah. And so there's little things about that. And I realized that happened throughout my whole development. And so I'm amazing at maths, but then like things like reading, like, I don't read. Like it, it, my brain feels like it's been exploded if I have to read mm-hmm. a book. Just little things that patterns. And so, you know, my whole family are looking at me like, well, in one sense, I'm courageous enough to go and stand in a room full of like people in Hackney, gangsters or whatever, and it's tell true. them how I honestly feel and don't do too much. But I, and I also wanted to tell my mum what's happened outside in the street and be like, look, this is what's going on. This is wild. Yeah. But like, if you don't understand where that honesty is coming from, where the integrity is coming from, then you can just dismiss it very, very easily. So it's incredibly important that us as family, extended families are aware of what neurodivergent people, how they can present themselves and what those things are. Because if you did misdiagnose, you will make something that's really, really simple, heavily Machiavellian. And then you end up disconnecting from them because you believe they're doing it intentionally. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I agree with what you're saying. I wonder, we say this a lot in our community that we're, we're really bad at talking about stuff, but I think there's stuff that we just don't know. And there's a lot more things that are coming to the forefront about ADHD and about other neurodivergent um, differences. And just generally, we're talking more and sharing more. So I, I don't know, I sometimes struggle when people say that we don't. We have a problem with it. I think there's a lack of information. I think it's generational it's, uh, as well. And it's generational. Right? It's, it's probably Maybe I'm just removing the blame well, a little bit. because no, like... We're probably bad at it because we don't know. Yeah. But, but once, if someone presents that information to you, it's the same thing as someone says, I have cancer. Same thing as someone says, mm. I've been sexually assaulted. 
we have a, a big challenge. I want to just make it blackness. I say there's a big challenge in communities and taking that information and doing something. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what it is is this kind of like, oh no, no, there's probably a mistake and a miscommunication. Yeah, okay, yeah, that. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think most of it is that there's still a taboo yes. about the mind. They don't understand yes. it, right? mm-hmm. and so they confuse neurodivergent with like mental health, and they feel like, oh, so what are you bipolar? Mm-hmm. You're schizophrenic. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, no, two completely different realms of, of things, and so um, that lack of knowledge and how that is um, perfect inside our families means that many of the people that are neurodivergent disappear and yeah. hide certain parts of their life because they can't explain it to you mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So when you start getting your children tested and you start taking your children into therapy, I just think there's a really important thing to do that regardless because you don't know. That's and quite like, interesting. very, very simply just taking them in and doing a round of sessions, like around for me is six sessions, and just letting them express themselves, seeing what themes come up. Mm-hmm. Then you might discover some things about your children that are really, really helpful to you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we almost feel like it's a prior or it's like someone that's looking and telling us that we're bad parents it's like mm. there's things you just won't know and you will never see you weren't invited into so i i think it's really important i think yeah i think that's super interesting i think um in our family we kind of do that naturally just because there are so many neurodivergent people in our family anyway and like because our culture is much closer to our nieces and nephews culture we can recognize the signs mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's just like this whole concept what we were brought up with like oh you have to do well in school like mm-hmm. no matter yeah. what and kind of thing it's just that kind of just reject that it's just that really and truly are you doing your best are you trying this might not be for you teachers don't know everything yes. Yes. this is do you yes. know what i mean Absolutely. try yeah. this different I approach we're going to do this educational piece outside of the, the class setting. Maybe you come and work with me for a week to yeah, see how that yeah, runs. Exactly. Can you sell anything? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just looking, we're always looking for other interests. If they're, they seem to be, I'm using the very commas, lacking anywhere kind of yeah. thing. Because I think like sometimes these schools and institutions, they put, they love to put all these labels on you know, these young people and, 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 and are not a support system to them at yeah. all kind of thing. So what we try to do definitely like hundred percent me and my brother is, you know, do you know what I mean? Just challenge that always. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, um, can be tricky because sometimes like, you know, with some of the kids, the other parent doesn't necessarily think that mm-hmm. the same way, do you know what I mean? But they always know that they can try a different approach with definitely either one of us. Yeah, I think that's interesting because that's why I said it's generational because most definitely our generation, we're more in tune with that. We're closer to it, like you said. But if you'd have come to like our parents or our grandparents with the same things, they would have been telling you some different type of thing. They would have been like, no, you need to just try. This is what you're supposed to do. Mm. What do you mean you're not doing that? You're meant to do that. That's what the, that's what the rules are. Yeah. You know, that's. Works twice as hard. Yeah. You you don't talk about your feelings in the same sort of way. Mm. You know, it wasn't looked at in in, in that way, but I definitely believe that even and what you said resonates with me a lot because those are the conversations that I have with my nieces. Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations that I have with my godchildren. You, university isn't for everybody. No? Yeah. Are you happy doing this? Mm-hmm. Only do this if it makes you happy. Yeah. Don't do it because you think you have to. You don't have to live up to anybody's expectations apart from your own. Yeah. 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 I just 100%. hadn't ever really thought about testing. That's really like, yeah, I'd never, I put it in a box of, you know, like for, I, I guess you see you're seeing signs of of like dyslexia that you're like "Mm, they could be dyslexic Mm. or it's like they need a statement that's how i always thought of testing not just to see that i 
always say I think I'm probably neurodivergent, but I that's for myself. I hadn't even thought about the kids. Yeah, the, I, think like, I think that's really the, interesting. The sickest thing is, yeah, is that when you're neurodivergent, you have a gift. Mm. And then what ends up happening is people ask fish to climb trees. Yeah. And then you suppress mm-hmm. your gift to try and appear normal. Exactly. Right. So yes. some of the some of my favorite people are neurodivergent. When I sit down with them, I can spot it immediately and mm. start seeing the behaviors. But then because I am, I am so sensitive and aware of them adjusting themselves to me. Yeah. And, and one of the really good examples, I'll never forget, like when I um uh, I was in a relationship and uh, this person used to have a, a A to Z in their bag. And I'll be like, what the hell do you have? A, this is a big ass national a to Z, you know? Because yeah, no one wants to know. Yeah, this is yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So I'm like, why do you have an A to Z? And I, and I was like, subtly mocking it as like, why do you have yes. this? Yeah. And it was their way of navigating the world. And they had this whole system of how they would move around yeah. and use that to get to what they needed to go and do. And I'm looking at it for thinking I'm normal as fuck. And they're like, yeah. what have you got that for? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird. Just like use this and do the Blackberry's got a map function now. You know, all this kind of stuff. Diminishing their methods to make mine normal, mm. then they stopped using it. And then they would get lost, mm. often. Yeah. And then and then now I've like created this thing for them through my like mm-hmm. observations. Funny, yeah. And people do it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and I went on a mad apology tour in about 2012 or something. Because <laughs> you just talk to people in a way and you're just like, why are you doing that for, yeah. bruv? Like, that doesn't make sense. And you realize that you take people's vices from them, the way there's their support network from them, yeah. the systems. And then replace it with nothing. Yeah. How, many, yeah. how many people yeah. did you apologize to? Oh, uh, no, the tour was long, bro. <laughs> 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 how many categories? How many yeah. It was just bad, like, because I, in, in, in Sunday Show time, all I cared about, yeah, is performers, marketing, filled up by how many. So in my head, I'm just doing a formula. So we have Richard uh, Blackwood, Eddie Caddy. We put that out there. It's five pounds before 7.30. How many people turn up? That's just what I'm doing every single week. Did we start on time? Did we finish on time? Was the break on time? Did anyone get left hanging around? I'm doing science in my head. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is doing science. So when people are doing things and they're just being themselves and they're like mm-hmm. vibing and missing things, I'm like, what the, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting annoyed at people, but that's their attention span. That's their yeah. way of doing it. They're not coming to the show and being like, I don't care about this. This is fine. and like hanging out. <laughs> they're like in their own story about yeah. their things. Yeah. So just a lack of empathy of dealing with people when then when they think differently so you, i really honor the differences in people that doesn't mean that i don't have boundaries i do probably more so than ever but there is just that thing of observing people and how they process because mm. to them it's right yeah. until we make it wrong yeah 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 it's That's interesting as well because like in, sorry I'm just, no, no, no. just interrupt very quickly in in the corporate world they make you do this sort of test where it's like a personality test so, so and, the, yeah, there's, yeah there's a few different ones yeah. i think that you can do but it's so that they learn how to manage you and how you learn to manage other people based on right. how they react yeah. to certain Is that things. the one where people are like, I'm an EFNG, yeah, but yeah, there's that one, or there's like, I'm a hat, or I'm a this, or there's a few. Right. Okay. So it's funny that you said about doing that with children, because I suppose the whole reason for doing that in the corporate world is to learn how to manage people for so, so that you can get the best out of everybody. And if, if someone gets stroppy, when you give them a piece of work, you understand why they've got stroppy, and then mm. next time you challenge them in a different way, when you present it to them a different way. It's I like uh, the fact that you could do that with children as mm. well, because then that helps you to learn how to raise them, how like yeah. what to expect. I think that's a brilliant idea, personally. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of people that I know, as they've got older, in their th- late thirties and early forties, they've then been tested. 
And it's like, shit, if I had only known this when I was much younger, yeah. I would have been able to navigate myself a lot better. Pure yeah. stress. Yeah. Pure, Pure stress and the things that you're trying to do. And also then it's like, there are ways to manage all of those things. So like for ADHD, rest is incredibly important. So mm. like day schedule is you know, completely different to what it used to be. I don't reach, I don't peek out anymore. I don't just blitz through for the mission anymore. All those okay. things are really different. And when you start taking care of yourself, manicure, pedicure, sleep, travel, food, diet, all these things. And you're like, actually, I can get through the days. Yeah, I can use my way. gift, but then I don't make it burn me out. And then it, and it becomes a lot much safer thing for everyone to coexist around. So yeah, I'm really, really big on it. And it's something that I'm, I'm trying to understand more for myself. But one, the first thing that happens is when you identify it in yourself, you see it in everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize that actually when I'm communicating with you, you have no chance of understanding what I'm saying. So maybe we just can't coexist because mm -hmm. you're not going to get what I'm doing or why I'm doing mm -hmm. it. And I think that's why I'm, I'm a lot yeah. more sensitive to this mess. <laughs> we gone back there again. Gonna... Episode of your aunt's This is literally sponsored... it's going to be called the Smiths. Oh, we all need to give us some money. <laughs> and the slips, it seems like. Yes. It's, um, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh today. Yeah, as I said. Um, do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and taste tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Um, how's your HelloFresh journey going? Go on, you say when we had HelloFresh, what did you think of it? Um, do you know what? I, I re actually think HelloFresh is really underrated, you know? Oh, wow. Because, yeah, no, because... For me, it was time is time is an important thing. And when I'm cooking normally, I just feel like I spend a lot of time doing it. Um, but when we had HelloFresh, it felt like time was a lot quicker because I'm I'm thinking less, because I got stuff laid out for me, blah, 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 blah. I know all this stuff is there. And 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 the meals were good. Cause you know there's always like a skepticism, skepticism of like what this meal is actually gonna taste like. Yeah. And the, the meals were actually really good, so, yeah. Well, you heard what the Evans said. Um, <laughs> not the Smiths, the Evans. Uh, oh, that's my favourite celebrity couple. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Evans! <laughs> you don't want the pressure. <laughs> 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 it really my account set up. Well, <laughs> I'm going to change it to the savings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Evan Fresh sponsors the Evans family. Um, Go to the link in our show notes, get 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. That's the link in our show notes for 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Lovely. Okay, so now it's time to get Auntie's getting your business. We must wrap this up soon. <laughs> Auntie's getting your business is where we solve the family problems. We got some dilemmas. So I had, um, <laughs> this was a stupid one. Is this right? It's not really a dilemma, it's just a question. A husband... Go on. <laughs> Go on, a husband. Why is this right? Is... Stop. A husband buys a sex doll that looks like his wife oh. when she's not in the Oh, room. that couple. Is yeah. this... Is this... Can we normalise this, please? Huh? I'm not asking. No, you I'm are. I'm stating. <laughs> Am I? No. Uh... Get your eyes off me. Because he's... Isn't he... <laughs> Isn't he saying that, oh, because I'm not cheating? 
Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is, I'm, I'm not, no, 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 I know, but yeah. do I want a doll in the room? Like, we're in the house, or like, that's a bit weird. They discussed it's actually a having room. a third person. So they wanted a unicorn to join them. What's a unicorn? A unicorn is like a, a single oh. woman who's like the third person yeah. in a relationship. I'm going to send you a book. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so a, a single woman who's going to join the couple. About these things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I'm sure there's loads of people that don't know what a unicorn is. Okay, cool. Yeah. What is a single a single woman? Yeah. Who is yeah a unicorn or a third uh -huh. that's gonna come in? Usually it's a woman that's called a unicorn. Though okay. I think a man. You think it was a man? They may have another name. Yeah. An extra man. Who knows? But yeah, that's a, that's what they wanted. <laughs> but the wife said no. Mm. I don't want to have another woman. Mm -hmm. And they compromised at a doll that looked like the wife. Is this solving so, the situation? Is this a dilemma? He said he's happy. <laughs> this is what he said. The guy said he's happy. He gets to release himself whenever he wants to. And he doesn't feel like he's cheating on his wife because the doll looks like his wife. But with double E breasts and her breasts are like an A. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I guys, guess if you're going to get an impact... never surprise me. Honestly. So it's got, got E-breasts. E e e e don't chat back. No. Holes Whenever always open. Whenever he wants. Whenever he wants. Is this a problem that we resolve with? Is it introducing us? For you guys, would that work? Yeah. Would that work? Would that be all right? Are you saying that? You have to say that. Okay, so... Simple. Essentially, the problem here is, is that the husband, this is why I was saying before your fingers don't work, the husband isn't getting enough sex or the amount of sex that he wants. Yeah. Mm. So rather than, I mean, I'm assuming maybe they have, they haven't, but rather than like coming to some sort of compromise with the wife of like, <laughs> of like okay, let's address, let's address how much we are or having sex. Thank you. <laughs> And being like, can we, like, what's the issue? Can we ramp it up? Da, 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 da. Or like, you know, can we go from once a month to like twice a month or something? It feels like, and I'm not trying to judge him, if whatever works for you, but it feels like you've gone to the extreme and being like, let's employ this ridiculous thing of, I, because in my head, I'm like, I just can't imagine a doll. lying in bed with a doll <laughs> doing the distin. Like that just seems... the doll's got suction things in it and it's supposed to fill I'm it. sure it do feels have, amazing. Do they have the same name? It's supposed to yes. yeah, 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 they got the same name. Did they mold it on her? Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, it's in her. They molded it on her but made it tighter. And it has a suction ring. It has a suction. It has a suction. It has a suction. It yeah, I, I, I think it's done when you come up with an answer to extend joy in your relationship okay. somehow. I think it does leave a door for other things. Um, I think it's problematic that you've adjusted the doll to your true liking. Um, but or there's, a, there's something impure about that. But at the same time, I find your joy. 
life is short, you know, and I think we often like demonize these things. He's found an answer and she's consented. He offered or presented a third, the unicorn didn't work out. So they came at this idea of a doll. He's made it to adjust to his preference and he worked on it. So How'd you clean it? I just thought that. It was no. Yeah, you probably take out the. I love the way your mind goes. Yeah, that's no, important. No, no, no. How much labor goes into maintaining the cleanness? I would think you take out the battery bar. Like, yeah, and then you probably like yeah push. It's got a battery because of the the the, the, quintin. the quintin. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're putting that's real. What? I just, I just, I don't, I I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence of this one because. Like if it's a if it's a solution for them, like a true solution, whereas she wants this as well, not just a compromise because this is what he wants. Yes. And both of the decisions are bad ones in her mind, but that one is the the lesser of yeah. two evils. Okay. That's the thing. Because it's like, okay, if I don't can some women might feel if I don't consent to something, he's gonna go out and yeah. do it anyway. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So instead of that. Let, let's go for this. Then, what does she get? Do you know what I mean? What she gets, though, is the level of intimacy that she's comfortable with. And I feel like if she says no to intimacy, it, like, the toxic thing will be like, to obviously force her or to make her feel bad about it. But the reality is it's come up with an answer that's external to her. Mm. And it's like, you've set the, the sexual standard in your relationship. And there's nothing you can do about it. Okay, I think, okay. I think, that's, I think obviously, that's an assumption, isn't it? The fact... The fact that he's got the doll shows that's what he wants. Thank you. But we can't actually see what she wants. That's what I was getting We can't, to. we don't have well, that answer. Less. No, no, no. Less. no, no. Well, less. Less. Okay. well, not necessarily. Let's, let's, let's think about not why necessarily. she wants less sex. Yeah. Is it that she's not happy with the sex that he's well, she's providing yeah. her? Yeah. This is what because I love. You've you no, created no, this wonderful nuance about why she doesn't want to have sex. No, you said, you said what she wants. to have more sex or why he wants a doll. He got a fucking doll because she doesn't want to have sex with him, yeah. All that much sex with him. A fucking so doll. Fucking thing, a Literally. Fucking doll, yeah. So my thing is, why, why if she had to, because it's, it's literally. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what the doll does. Anyway, 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 my point was, is and is. How do we know that he's given her the sex that she wants? Maybe she's saying no to having sex with him every day because he's got the deadest dick. Maybe they need to work on their sexual relations. Maybe they should go to sex therapy. There's so many things. Like, he's satisfied now because he's got a But what if they did all of that? You was like, oh, um, you know, men want to have more sex and women don't. That's a a myth that women don't want to have sex all the time. That's an actual myth. Go on. Pause. Uh, 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 no, 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 go, 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 go. So, um, <laughs> no, not now. So, the young lady is called Char Gray, and she's 23 and her husband is 28. He's got a high sex drive. She says it was a joint decision to buy a sex doll. It was the best decision and was, has definitely improved our sex life. Mm-hmm. It's great because Callum has a high sex drive, and if I'm not in the mood, he's got D there. So, she hasn't got her name. Oh, okay. She's so called D. Okay. Um, the doll's called D. Okay. We both love experimenting with her. <laughs> And she regularly what, joins, so the woman and she regularly joins our steamy sessions too. <laughs> so everybody's getting out of it. Yeah, the doll berserk. Well, that's why. Okay, like like I said, that's I'm on the fence. She's a ad. She's not just a doll. Oh, We're wow. really attached to her. Oh, she's helped us yeah. strengthen yeah. our relationship okay. and yeah. us and and set our sex life on fire. I mean, that's what Auntie Charlotte said. If they're happy, and this is not just her doing it for him, then crack on, do whatever it is that you've got to do. But I am against when women have, 
I am against when women <laughs> have to fold for the sake of the man yeah. and they sacrifice themselves. What would be wrong with her doing it for him in the sense of what is wrong with one person doing something for another person that they're in a relationship there with isn't, so that they're happy? There isn't, but it shouldn't be to the detriment of yourself. But that's an assumption. That's an assumption that is to the person's detriment. But if you're continuously making someone else happy, where is the room for yourself? You have to make yourself But why are we assuming well, you know? that? Because she, women do that a lot. That's that's the thing. No, not assume. It's just like, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, it's just, you know, as a woman who knows women, talks to women all the time, do you know what I mean? Like, just the t just so many times, like, just doing things for men because they want to do it, What's not because they necessarily want to do it themselves. And they get pushed, their limits get pushed, they get, you know... Not, not necessarily coerced because their intention is I want to please him, but it's not necessarily I want to do this thing. And they're kind of stuck because if they don't, they feel like they're going to lose something yeah. in their relationship or even lose the relationship. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that that a lot of men are sensitive to those things. So that what they do is they put their demands out there and they kind of, they don't know how to read the right, the reaction in the right way. And I think a lot of women are actually scared to speak up because there's so much fear, like, in their decision-making. Well, conversation is an exact male conversation on the other side. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. conversation isn't like men are trying to push, women are discussing that like, we might lose our relationship, and men are like, aha, I've got my wicked way, this is fantastic. There is the exact same conversation happening on the other side where men are committing to an idea or a version of a woman that's presented in the beginning and when that version changes, evolves, which she's allowed to be doing, then they are left with a completely different human being that no longer wants to participate in the way they want to be engaged in. They then sit there and think, well, what do I do about this? I don't want to leave my family or break up with my wife who I love or whatever to be able to be happy. So I'm saying the whole concept is incomplete. They've actually had a conversation and come mm. up with an answer. Mm. I think that's the dopest thing. Yeah, that's why I say I'm on the He fence. didn't go out and cheat. He didn't go and do a madness. He presented one option that got knocked back and he came up with a plan B. And the plan B is like different to anything I would ever have thought. Yeah. Of. But I think that's actually dope. Yeah, if it the works for them, absolutely. And it, conversation is definitely key. And back to my point, if they're both happy, then fair enough. I yeah. just think that in if you're in a relationship and one person is compromising more than the other, eventually that relationship... But that other person wait, 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 wait. Remember what you just said? <laughs> but you can... Remember what you just said about men sometimes wonder how come their women have changed and, and they're not doing the things that they were doing because before. Of that. It's because when you try to compromise too much and you don't make yourself happy, eventually you'll need to fulfill your own happiness. It will come through. So these oh, are the reasons... These what, are the reasons what I'm saying why is, so, and, and let's not make it gender yeah. at this point because I think that confuses things. I'm saying both sides really? need to have asks. Definitely. When you go to someone and say, what's your wants and your needs? If they're like, no, I'm happy, this is great. Yeah, but and then I have needs, then my needs The thing is, by taking away gender, it's almost like you mute the voice of women because actually at the end of the day, in society, women are... That yes, they are. They are actually... Their arse are suppressed. That's how they're socialised. Say that again. Our arse so, no, 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 are no, actually wait, suppressed. Wait, wait, wait. So when you take, so wait, when you wait, frame wait, that no, argument, you said say it again. So no, I'll no, say no, it again. The beginning, the beginning yeah, part. So when, when you, you frame, take away, when you frame it and you take away gender, it's like you're silencing women. Do you why know what I mean? You not, so if you take away gender, why are you only silencing women? Because in that scenario, what you're saying is that both people should have asked, and actually, women in society, their arts, they're socialized to suppress their arts. So it's just that it's not an equality. It's yeah, but a if, false you're, statement. if you're taking away gender, but it doesn't, it doesn't. You're then you're losing the nuances around women that they they their arts are suppressed.
Does that not make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. It makes sense. It doesn't. What the point is? I'm glad you tagged in. I'm glad you tagged in. No, no, no. no, no. It does. What I'm saying, first of all, and the fact that you can't. No, no, no. But you no. Do you know why? Because the way that you started it is almost to diminish my point. So now you can start again. Okay, cool. Thank you. So what my point is, yeah, is that if you create an ask and then the ask is not honoured then yes, it diminishes women. But I'm saying two people. And by the way, that then ignores same-sex relationships. So it's not men and women. In a relationship, yeah, two people saying. should be able to have a conversation about what their wants and their needs are. If you do not have wants and needs and your only thing is to be pleasing the opposite person with your presence, when the other person then has needs, your lack of needs creates a minimum experience in a relationship. And therefore, there's no capacity to grow without that in other person pushing for what it is that they want. So immediately it is oppressive, which is why when we talked about monogamy being oppressive, it is, it becomes a lockup because at some point you might be happy with where we are. I might have new asks. Mm -hmm. Then I'm not saying it's because you're a woman that you are not allowed to have asks but your asks are no longer being honored. I would love to finish my point. What I would love to say is, is that it's really important that we start to actually start with the language that's been created. If no language has been created, we can't dishonor you. If nothing has been said, and if the relationship is unsafe and women can't speak, then this, that, that, the problem lies at that point where the relationship is unsafe and a woman hasn't been able to say what her wants and needs are. But th- and that's a completely different conversation. But if you're invited to have a want and need and you don't have any, and the other person has many, and you're not willing to fulfill them, that creates a lockup. So regardless of the dynamic of gender, that's where the break- broken part is. Okay. All right. So for men, like... Are you guys aware that most women are socialized to not really put their wants out there? From the beginning, like, of are, are you guys aware of that? Is that a is that a thought of consideration, or is it just a, a an us problem? No, I think I think it's a different point, but yes, I am aware. Yeah, okay. Because I'm thinking, if you think of like the rate of divorce, and that most of them are initiated by women, maybe there is something to both of your points in that. If if women get to the point where they're just over it totally, where they're like, I'm checking out. Mm-hmm. But if they also are not saying what they want in order to improve the relationship and they just check out, I kind of feel like there is a point to it being a woman problem. Like actually we have to get over the socialization of it and speak about what we actually want. I think we're going, well, I think slightly going for that now where women are empowering themselves to take control of who they are, their narratives. I think in the in the fast-paced world of social media, it's so just like shaking tits and ass and saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get a man for his money and those kind of superficial kind of poster version of a woman's empowerment. But I think it is about speaking up more. And I think men really, unfortunately, men, you have to take kind of a little bit of a backseat and we can't take away the gender of a conversation because society in society for so many generations and decades or whatever, it has been the man's voice, patriarchal rule that has determined how we all act. Even you guys have repressed yourselves and behaviors what's masculine and what's not and what's deemed you know too effeminate and whatever whatever the rules the rules of being a man so we can't remove that because women are generally suppressing themselves they have been suppressing themselves it is great and it's i think it's it's not idealistic in a it's idealistic so don't try it it's idealistic to think that let's start from ground zero equal opportunities for everyone because it's much as silly as it is i wonder if shah introduced uh derek the doll into the relationship would that work for him would the man be as I guess the, the point to that is that if she isn't saying it, and if, if she isn't, saying, if no, she's not that, saying it, it is a bit like actually, then where do we go from that? Because we can't assume on the other side that the person is going to say no. 
if nobody's actually saying and what I, they and want. I think what we have to work towards is a world where women don't feel that if they do speak up, they're at, they're going to lose everything, and that's what we're conditioned to think. And I, that's where what, what role can men play in, in making and supporting that habit? And this is generally and it's just being yeah. it is the person that you just be open to what as well. When you're in a relationship, like meeting the person that's right for you, being able to it's it's hard, but finding that person that really matches your energy. But of also, what, for me, I think it's it's that thing of like women do go through people; they change, you evolve, it don't you? So, what you were doing, what made you feel good, what you were comfortable with. 10 years ago might not be that but you might not be that person now mm, yeah. so it's accepting and trying to grow with one another and being open and honest not just being like well you never used to do that and i think a lot of women a lot of people sometimes get that when their relationships are breaking down it's like you didn't do that before why are you doing that now and then mm. nobody wants to compromise so i think back to this chicken and a man if this is what they want to do and they're both happy then fair enough it's just there has to be that conversation where people don't feel like they're going to be judged because they don't want to do something that yeah. they might have done. We had that ago. conversation yesterday, you know, just about, about women and being us. It takes a, we, it takes a long time for women to get comfortable in being us. And if yeah. I don't want to wear makeup, if, I want, if, yeah. I, if, I'm not, if I'm not society's version of what a woman should be, um, being confident in that and not feeling like I have to wear heels, I have to wear makeup, I have to be a dolly bird, because that's the only way, or I have to suppress my voice or my opinions. Mm. Or if I want to swear, shout, cast, debate, get in the mix of things, doesn't make me seem like, doesn't, then make me masculine or a, a very unfeminine. What is that? Unfeminine? That sounds ridiculous. But anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's those type of things I guess normalising girls from a young age. Mm. What's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? I want to go first. You can go first. I can go first. Yeah. Um, my sad was being at my friend's funeral. Um, uh, dad's funeral. Friend's dad's funeral. Let me get that right. Um, so big up to the the Samoa family. They lost their father. And it was just really nice to see them come together, but it was a very sad moment. I'm mad, can't remember what I was mad. Oh, ongoing nonsense situation with the Lib liberation initiatives. Very mad about that. Hopefully it will be resolved soon. And I'm glad for being here with my aunties. <laughs> <laughs> and uncles. And uncles, just joshing. It's been a great afternoon, it's been fun. Um, we're trying to help Marvin uncancel himself. Uh, <laughs> I think we're doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really glad. You, you can put your head up. Let's go. Anyone else? Um, I'm sad as well because I was with you at our friend's dad's funeral yesterday, and it made me very sad for them and the family. Um, I am mad because I've never been to an African funeral before, and it just um, I was overwhelmed by the sense of tradition and all the things I saw from start to finish. So much tradition seeped in that. And it just made me really angry because in the Caribbean, we don't have that, those sort of things. And it was just like, rather, white man really did fuck us over in ways that I didn't even fully understand at 45 years old. So I was mad that we don't have those things. But then I was glad because there were certain elements that come through. You know, the music is the same as Calypso, um, just the dancing, the beat and how black people all come together. That's, that definitely made it across the ocean. Um, so that made me glad. Okay, my sad is that I was ill and I'm a single person that lives alone. So I had to go out and get my own medicine and I look like a crackhead. Oh. And I was, I went to Boots and it was closed and it was just all very sad. So I really felt sad for myself. Oh. And um, I'm going to skip my mad, but my glad is 
Um, first of all, one of our clients, Major League, we done an event with them and Nando's on the hottest day of the year, and it was a success. So I was really happy about that. Um, also glad because my business partner Beverly just got engaged. And um, yeah, so I'm just really, really happy for her. She's literally found the love of her life and it's just a beautiful thing. And I am happy for our guests, Marvin and Nee, today. Yay. Lovely. I'll go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a sad. Um, I'm mad because this morning, uh, Sister Space uh, released a statement talking about the carnivals and that they want to be involved in them. And Notting Hill Carnival initially had not been back, but has now let them have a float. But Hackney Council are still maintaining that they do not fit the criteria to participate in the carnival. And they are asking for the community to really get on to Hackney Council and make sure that they are a part of it. And there's so many problematic things with Hackney Council. If you go onto their page, you'll read through their Instagram. There's loads of people talking about all of the various things that Hackney Council are doing to actually keep out grassroots black organizations. And we all collectively need to be a part of reshaping that. And especially for these guys to allow them to be a part of Hackney Carnival as well. You should. Do it. That would be wicked. Really Actually, it's like that. So amazing. I have yeah. So much opinion for them. They're and brilliant. Man, the people that honour them and the work that they're doing. I just think Hackney Council will drop the ball. On it. Like the Labour Party have become this mad white supremacist. Yeah, mate. Pretending to do good but doing very reckless things. And it's just time. I, I genuinely think Hackney will turn into a different um, party to represent them because Hackney have become really entitled. <clears throat> The low, the low traffic network zones have been really problematic for small businesses and navigating. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, this take me like seven minutes to get to my mom's house, and now it takes me forty minutes. Oh wow! Because I have to go around this very narrow way of um, being. It's just like trying to get people to cycle is impractical. Have two children just ignores the logistics of what people need in the borough um, for this idea of being green. Mm-hmm. And there's other ways to achieve green targets gradually over a period of time, rather than just overnight changing the fundamentals of the bar. Um, and so, yeah, these well-to-do Tiki Torch rights are driving up the wall. Well enough. For you. So my glad is, yeah, I'm just glad for all of you guys being here, um, us recording, and all of the opportunities that are coming our way in August as well, our lives, just people just getting in touch with us to be a part of their shows. But yeah, I'm, I'm really glad for that. Um, I'm sad for the man that I saw on the Bakerloo line. <laughs> When the train came, he's paste, pastries, pastries, pastries dropped on the ground and he picked them up and put them back in his packet and got on the train when there was a bin right next to him. That man has eaten those pastries. Yeah. And he has, eaten them. He has yeah. ate, he ate that them. Man, yeah. That man has ate those pastries. No, wait, wait, wait. That man now go chop them pastries. I think in the comments, can you just tell us, should it be eaten, ate, or, yeah. or, or chopped? Or, chopped? or what? the other possibility, mm. you put it in the bag, because the bin next to him was full, (laughs) empty, empty. It was empty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you basically you're saying men, black men are trash, is what you're saying. (laughs) That is what I'm saying. I stand by. (laughs) So are you.
Is this the podcast you're bringing me to? Are you implying that your woman controls you? I like what you did there. And that black women are controlling? They are. I'm angry. So I can't even say, no. What's made you glad? Sad, mad, or glad? So mad, I'm mad. No, I've got a mad now. I'm mad about the way that I've been treated. Me and my brother Marvin have been treated on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm mad about that. But I'm glad. Oh dear. And I'm glad I'm glad because the boys' football team won their match this morning for one. And if anybody knows me, they know that I am not a football person whatsoever, but they've gradually like got me to really love the sport. And I got made assistant manager of the team. And I was there this morning on the sidelines shouting all sorts Yay. of stuff, thinking, I don't even know who I am anymore. But I'm, I'm glad about that. Nice. Okay. Uncle Marvin. What's the order again? Sorry. Sad, mad, glad. Sad, I miss my children. Uh, please come back to me, please. please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, like, we just have so much fun. We have our own little world. And then when they're with me, I just like, I lose track of time and stuff. And, when I'm here, I have to deal with adults and the, the, the fuckeries and the bloodthirdisms and wow. the women. So, and be called and and be called trash. Just, yeah, be called trash by people that you used to love and respect. So you know, I got to find new heroes as well, which is another difficult thing. Black women who are heroes. Oh, were wow. my, my preferential heroes originally until I experienced them up close. <laughs> Mad um, is Kemi Bloodclaw. Bad Enoch. More what she represents rather than who she is. Because who she is is just a character of like a uh, uh, problem in whiteness that exists, which is where they create these like boogeymen in blackness where they oversee us and tell us that we're lazy and mm-hmm. intelligent and we make up fantasies about our lived experiences. So I hate the fact that that is possible and that exists. And it's sad that proximity to whiteness will always divide blackness. Um, but we'll figure that out. It's a long road. You know, shout out to her. We still hang out. We'll do Nando's. We'll do carnival wow. Time. She don't want to go Nando's with you. She's she carnival. And she doesn't eat chicken. <laughs> wow. It's too black. Is that a metaphor? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, what's made you glad, Uncle Marvin? What's made you glad? What's made you glad? The clip. Oh, I'm going to chop this up. You know, hanging out with Hollyoaks, cast and crew, and learning some really good things about production and storylines and like the effort they go to to kind of make them integrous, which is a really important thing because uh, they have a knife grab story currently going on and they wanted to center it around black, young black men to be able to lead people on a journey of their biases and just the level of thought that went into it. Like it was interesting to see the layers of teams that were involved in making that decision and how the writer wanted to bring it to life. So I was very intrigued by that and we'll hopefully be doing some cool stuff with them soon. And then uh, we're at Latitude Festival, which is probably the whitest place I've ever been yeah. ever, ever in my whole life. Um, it's like they've gathered white people from everywhere. We're all white people together in one place and then it was just like, have fun and his Max Street Pinching Creatures oh, yeah. and Snow Patrol and like had the best time and it was really nice. It was actually a very peaceful space because uh I was a part of the Zen area and I told my 
my, my book, I read my book under like a willow tree or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and so they got something right. I swear to God, like they know how to look after themselves and, and you know zone out and tune in. So uh, we're gonna go there next year and black it up madness and have uh, some around that. Uh, we're gonna wind it up. And then um, yeah, lots of good things are happening, man. I'm really at peace. And thank you for inviting me as well because I would be doing something really earnest right now. But I think also. <laughs> <laughs> I think also okay. it's nice it's nice to be low vibrational people that you love. Right? Oh, oh look at this dude. Wow. Just tapping into those frequencies. Oh, you know? Okay. We need some sage. I mean you know for people listening and watching uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode will come with a parental warning and guidance. Uh, and we will direct everybody to where can we find you, Uncle Marvin? Um, probably you don't, to be honest. Dude, please, I have books. You do buy my book wherever you are. Um, my book is out now on all platforms. It went to number two on Amazon, which I was very Nice. Well done. Yeah. Um, Give us a brief overview. So you can't go to place. number one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like an old African saying. You know, it's like your dad just like, oh, it's number two. Yeah. What we is? are number one over here. It's like, oh, exactly. Um, so the book is about affirmation, so it's teaching children's mental children mental resilience um and language to recite in their minds whenever they're challenged um and i you know i read it to some children who had autism and just their response to it was amazing and he was just like yelling i am enough and then that's like crying and it was just like really beautiful because it's like yeah. actually seeing a child say that everybody uh, knows what probably is lying in their head and the fact that i've actually created that I don't, I, it's not really about me it's just the fact that it exists and gets me really happy so i can't remember what i was saying but finally wherever that is and just search Marvin Harrison. I'm on all the platforms saying things, pushing the agenda of equality, uh, cursing blood clots. Um, and that will never stop, man. I think I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a terrible older man. It's brilliant. We lean into that. Uncle Nee, where can we find you and get hold of me? This Nee Odate Evans on Instagram is probably the best place. Does it? Does it? Does it? Okay, we've done our, sp- we've got our Spotify playlist. We can leave that. Okay, guys, I think we've had quite enough of this. Uh, <laughs> it's been a brilliant episode. Thank you, Uncle Neil, Uncle Marvin, um, for joining us for this special celebration of Aunties and Uncles Day. We had some good conversation about what it means to be an auntie and uncle. Please leave in the comments your thoughts about what it's like to be an auntie and uncle or impactful, inspirational aunties and uncles in your personal life or in the celebrity world out there. Um, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Follow us on all platforms, your aunties could never. We have a Patreon, three tiers, your choice. Sign up um, and we'll be back next week. Next week. Next week. Yes, we will. We're, that's the trip we want to plan. Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Where? Next Essence. year, Essence. Oh yeah, okay. definitely. 100. Let's all go. I don't want to be like no no, 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 no. I mean, I wouldn't go unless no, you yeah. have this a very elitist conversation offline. Who wants to sponsor us? Yes, sponsor yeah, sponsors come forth. Don't black dads. You are just going to have a mashup in essence. Make it yeah. happen, please. Yeah. Yeah. You know you want to see the content. Seriously. You know you want to see it. You know you want to see it. That would so. be huge. That would be amazing. Now they need us now. Why? Because some of them were quite an emotional group. Oh my god! Emotional. You know. I can't even read this because I'm even stuck. <laughs>